I've been getting in my steps, lifting weights, and now I'm trying really hard to get as much protein as I can. That's why I'm excited about trying Clean Simple Eats because they're just that, clean and simple. Their protein powder is always grass-fed with no seed oils or artificial ingredients. It's third-party tested and non-GMO and gluten-free. They've got 26 delicious all-natural flavors. You really can't go wrong with any of them. They've got Simply Vanilla and other unique flavors like cookies and cream, caramel toffee, and even cinnamon roll. I have a feeling my entire family may just like Clean Simple Eats protein powder, and they're probably going to use it every day because it's so easy to put into your milk or a recipe my daughter loves to bake or in a smoothie, which my son loves to drink almost every day. You can It's amazing really in any form. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use the code ASKLISA20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's cleansimpleeats.com with the code ASKLISA20 for 20% off your first order. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This is Ask Lisa, a podcast to help people understand the psychology of parenting. Psychologist Dr. Lisa Demore, author of two New York Times best-selling parenting books, takes your questions. And I'm co-host Rena Ninen, a journalist and mom of two. Some of what we talk about comes from raising children ourselves. Most of the time, I'll be getting answers to your parenting questions. So send your questions to AskLisa at drlisademore.com. Episode 97, Should I Track My Teen's Location? So since I haven't gotten my kids a cell phone. There's there's this whole world once you've given your kid a cell phone that I'm unaware of, but I didn't know that sometimes parents track their kids' location via cell phone. They turn it on and can know exactly where they really are. Is that a big thing? They do. Oh, it's a huge thing, and it's a hugely controversial thing, actually, among parents. Some parents feel very strongly that you should not track your teenagers, that it's important for them to be independent in the world. And other parents think like, what loving parent wouldn't track your teenager and know where they are and maybe help keep them safe? Yeah. It's a big topic. That's interesting. So I'm in the, okay, track them, track them. But I, I'm, I'm curious to know by the end of the podcast, if I still feel that way, I want to read you this letter that came into our inbox, Lisa. It says, hello, I love your podcast. And I was wondering what your thoughts are about the location tracking app, Life360, and teenagers turning it off. I have a rising senior who doesn't want to be on our Life360 family plan for our senior year, and I don't feel comfortable doing it. I really like the safety feature of it, and I like to know I can check where he is. What are your thoughts? First off, what is this Life360? I've never heard of it. It's just one of the apps where, you know, the whole family can track one another or whoever opts in can track one another. And, 
you know, one of the things to say right off the top is kids track their parents too. You know, that it's it's not always that um, the parent is the one looking in and seeing where the teenager is. The teenagers will sometimes be like, where's mom? When's she coming back? So, you know, and this so is it's like collaborative. Everybody can track everybody in the family and you know exactly where everybody is. Everybody who's agreed to be on the app. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So walk us through this. Like, what exactly are these apps? Like, it's just, they're just tracking apps? Yeah, just so you can see where your kid is. It's like, you know, it's like using Find My with your Apple uh, device. Like, you know, gotcha. the, it's it's basically that. Okay. And, you know, and it's interesting because this letter, you know, we'll think through all of the pros and cons of what this kid is asking, what this yeah. parent is wanting. But what this letter really captures is perfect adolescence, which is the parent wants more supervision and control and the kid wants less. The kid is saying, I'm about to be a senior. I don't yeah. want to be on this anymore. Okay. And I just want to acknowledge that this is health. This is exactly what we're looking for in adolescence, is this drive towards independence, this drive towards autonomy. And I know we've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. When a parent is sitting in that tension where the kid is asking for more freedom than mm-hmm. the parent is comfortable with, mm-hmm. that is exactly what we want to see. It's not fun for the parent. But that is health at its best in teenagers. Mm. All right. I get it. And in a year from now, the senior possibly will be sitting somewhere in college on their own. But what is so bad with tracking your kid? Like, isn't that okay? You know where they are. Well, it can be. I think it can be. And I think a lot of it, Rena, comes down to how you set it up. Okay. So the first thing I would say is, Make sure your kid's aware that you're doing it because, you know, obviously if the kid is opting into Life 360, they have, you know, they are aware that you're doing this. And this kid is now like, and now I'd like to opt out. But there are possibilities, and I could certainly see this happening, right, at the moment where you're in, where you give a kid a phone, where you never exactly have the conversation about the fact that that kid's phone is on the family Find My Plan or something, which is, you know, part Mm -hmm. of, I think, the Apple universe. And so then you're like, oh, look at that. I can see where my kid is. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you know. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you should, I think, be transparent about it if you're going to do it as one important first step. Okay. Even from the beginning, even if they're just getting a phone, you're saying transparency, like don't try to hide it and track them, that you think it's really important to have that conversation say, look, I'll know wherever you are. I think it is. And I think, you know, one of the things I've learned from my friends in tech is, you know, if you're tracking your kids surreptitiously, like they will figure it out. Like they will, they will, it'll occur to them one day or they'll be like, whoa, look at that. I'm on the find my plan. Deactivate, you know, I mean, they will do it. So you want to be above board if you're tracking your kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's one question. And then the next question is, what do you think the tracking is accomplishing? Right. Like that's, I think, something that both the parent and the teenager need to be really clear with each other about. Like, what is the tracking making happen? And there are certain things that can make tons of sense for tracking. So, for example, there are parents where if the kid is driving home and maybe a little late, rather than texting the kid while they're driving, the parent can say, I just, you know, if I can see that you're on your way home, then I'll, you know, I'm not going to text you while driving and I don't want to text you while driving. And mm-hmm. if I'm expecting you and I don't see you and I can see that you're three blocks away, then you're safe because I'm not texting you and I'm less anxious because I know you're on your way. So that's a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you feel 
that these really keep the kids safe? Okay. So that's a really key question. And that's, you know, in this letter, right, the parent says, you know, I, I'm not ready to give up the safety feature of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one really needs to be teased apart. Because in my book on these things, there's safety and there's safety. Okay, so I'll give you an example of a safety feature that I think makes a ton of sense. And if I were a parent in this position, I would not think twice. So there are kids with very severe allergies Mm. or kids I've cared for who are, you know, coming to terms with having type 1 diabetes. And they can and do have medical crises where they might become unconscious or unaware And so for parents who are caring for kids with significant medical concerns and they want to be able to give those teenagers freedom because they are teenagers, if the parent reaches out to the kid and doesn't get something back, being able to find that kid physically can be literally life or death and also can be the path by which the parent can grant the kid a lot more freedom. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Okay. So if your kid doesn't have medical concerns... Does it really help with safety? It can, and I think it can undermine safety. So here's the yes to that. I also know families where they have an agreement with their kid, and I think this is a perfectly reasonable thing to set up, where if something's wrong, the kid texts 911 to the parent, Mm. which is basically come get me wherever I am right now, or I need you right now. And so then the parent can just check the kid's location and go. You know, I'm not exactly sure what would require that, but I don't see a problem with having that agreement. Like, I would Mm -hmm. want that agreement. You know, like, Mm -hmm. if my kid's like, I need you right here, right now, like, this just got weird, or I don't feel safe, and like, I need you on your way, and once you're on your way, I'll explain what's going on, that to me has a place. Like, that to me, I understand. Here's the part where I think safety might be compromised, which is, can you really keep your kids safe just by knowing their location, right? I mean, I I know, right? There are teenagers who are doing all the wrong things in all the right places, right? <laughs> Great point. And, right? And so totally. I, I think that it can sometimes lend us false sense of security, right? Like they can go over to somebody's house and you're like, oh, I love that kid, love that family. And your kid may be doing all sorts of things you don't want them True. to do. And the other thing I think gets tricky on the safety question is it makes a little muddy who's responsible for that kid's safety when that kid is not with you. Mm. But I guess for me, it's like a peace of mind. Like I can look on this and know, okay, he's at so-and-so's house, you know? Like you said, it, it might not be the safest place or they might not, it doesn't mean they're not getting in trouble, but isn't that peace of mind worth something maybe, possibly, just knowing you can find them wherever you want? It is to the parent, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a very real quality. You know, there's that wonderful quote about having a child. It's like, it's your heart walking around outside mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. you so know, which good. I think really does capture what it feels like. And so you're like, where is my heart? Like, I mean, like, it would be nice to know, right? I mean, so there's that. But what I would say is you have to then have a conversation about like, look, I'm doing this because it gives me some peace of mind. Like, I love knowing where you are. But if you're going to do it, I think it's worth the extra step of then also saying, but let's be clear, me knowing where you are doesn't mean that you, I can keep you safe, Mm -hmm. right? You can make Mm -hmm. all sorts of choices away from me that I could not possibly detect with, you know, knowing your location. When you're not with me, you're in charge of your safety. 
I'm here to help if you need me. But let's be really clear. Me knowing where you are doesn't mean that I can keep you safe. You keep you safe. I think that's worth saying. I get why now you're saying this is important that once you turn these tracking devices on or you use an app, if that's what you want to do, that you have that conversation with them to lay all this out so they know you know where they are, but you also can tell them it doesn't mean that wherever you're at, I can scoop in and come get you at any moment's notice. Yeah. Like just be clear about what it's for. Like it's nice for me to know you're there or if I'm worrying about where you are, I can check without bothering you. I mean, having that conversation, but being really clear about what it does and doesn't do in terms of, you know, keeping the kids safe or keeping the parent feeling less anxious. But the piece we have to really sit with here, Rena, is parenting teenagers is just an anxiety-provoking situation, right? There's no getting around the fact that when your heart is now driving and potentially drinking and potentially hanging out at parties where there's weed, there's just anxiety in that that there's no real solution for. And I think that's one of the hardest parts about being the parent of a teenager. Mm. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk sort of about some of the downsides of tracking as well, and Lisa's going to help us dissect them and get into them. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ask Lisa, The Psychology of Parenting. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table for settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Just think of all that cash back you can get on those groceries. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today, so the future you will thank you for it. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? A getaway with the kids? A spa day for yourself? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cash back credit card. And don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm all for healthy habits, but I don't trust quick fixes. This is why I love Daily Harvest. They take all of the work out of eating well, and all I have to do is enjoy. Daily Harvest makes it so easy for me to eat in the nutritious and delicious ways that I like. They take the planning, the prep, the cleanup out of cooking, and they deliver meals that are packed with vegetables and fruits straight to my door. The other thing I love about them is that it's not the same old boring meals. I love their dragon fruit and lime smoothie. I also love their butternut squash and rosemary soup. They also have this wonderful herb squash and asparagus risotto. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash asklisa to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash asklisa for $30 off your first box and free shipping. dailyharvest.com slash ask Lisa. Earth Breeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but instead of being a dryer sheet, they're in fact an ultra-concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It's really the best of all worlds. Earth Breeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and to your skin. 
Personally, I get a huge kick out of using Earth Breeze. I love the fact that it takes up less space, is better for the environment, and yet it leaves my clothes smelling so good and it gets them so clean. Here's the bottom line. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I actually did something good, not just for my laundry, but also for the earth. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash asklisa. That's earthbreeze.com slash asklisa to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash asklisa. Welcome back to Ask Lisa, The Psychology of Parenting. We're talking about tracking your kids' phones, and we want to get into some of the downsides of doing it. I, I I only see the upsides because I know where my kid is, and that's worth having a peace of mind. You've convinced me that don't just track without telling them, have a conversation, talk about these things. But what are some of the downsides that parents might not think of of tracking your kid? Okay. So one is the information, as we know, is incomplete, and sometimes it can blow up. And I, I had this happen in my practice. Good kid, um, there was an after party mm-hmm. at a after a dance. So it was like there was a homecoming, and then there was a dance, or at a party at a house after the homecoming. And the parent did not feel good about the house where the party was after the homecoming. And so the parent said to the daughter, you can go to homecoming, but I don't want you going to the after party. So the daughter, her date went to the after party. And her the way she worked it out is that her ride home was from the after party. So the daughter and her date went to the after party. The daughter stood outside. I believe this kid when she said this is what happened. Stood outside, talked to some people for about 20 minutes, mm. and then never went in the house, mm. and then caught a ride home. Yeah. Okay. The parent is home watching all of this on the tracker. Oh, God. And the parent who's under the impression and has had the agreement with the kid that she's not going to this party sees the kid, you know, sees the kid's blue dot go to the party and watches for 20 minutes becoming increasingly angry. Right? And by the time the kid walks in the door, the parent is on the ceiling. Of course, because the the dot is right there at the house. We know you're there. Went to the house that you said you weren't going to and that we had an agreement. And the kid is like, I didn't go in. I did not stay. It was how I could be kind of gracious about bluntly ditching my date midway through the homecoming thing. It's how I got my ride home. The kid had, in many, many ways, played by the rules. Yeah. And I think in the end, the parent came to see it that way. But it was only after this giant blow up that, in some ways, like, the parent didn't really need to know. <laughs> the, kid, the kid, you know, kind of, yeah. if they didn't follow the letter of the law, they followed the spirit of the law. They came home safe. You know, so I think that that's a good example where you're getting ambiguous information mm. that can lead to a very unpleasant thing that probably never needed to happen. In the same way, Rena, that our parents had no idea where we, we were exactly. when we were teenagers. That's right. And the may in some ways have slept better for not knowing that's where right. we were sometimes. Uh, that's so teenagers. true. I never thought of it that way. But you're right. And does this affect development differently? You know, the fact that we have technology, we know so much more in a way that sometimes maybe being in the dark might prevent all protect all parties. Like 
No harm, no foul. I wonder that. I wonder that a lot. Like, we do know a lot more about our kids, and we know a lot more about their social lives, and we know a lot more about their grades, right, as we recently discussed. Mm -hmm. And this has all emerged, I think, with well-meaning intentions, and I think it all has unintended consequences. And I think we need to be always mindful of the unintended consequences. Okay, here's the other place I've seen it be really unpleasant between teenagers and parents around tracking, which is where they're not in agreement. And, and you know, it's back to this letter where the kid's like, okay, I feel done. And the parent's like, okay, I don't feel done. So if the parent's like, no, 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 I'm tracking you. And the kid's like, no, 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 I don't want you to track me. There is not a teenager worth their salt who won't soon become sneaky. Right? Teenagers want privacy for its own sake. Teenagers want independence because that is actually what they are biologically programmed to want. And so what happens is the kid who may not want it so that they can go do illicit things or go to the naughty places, right? They just mm-hmm. don't want to be watched. The parent's like, no, I'm still watching you. And so then the kid's like, fine, I'm turning off the phone. Like they just turn off their phones. And so then the kid's like, you can't find me anywhere. Wow. Or, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Of course, you turned it off and you can't track turn them. Turn it off. Right. Or I'm with my friends. I don't need to communicate me. with anyone or text anyone. I turn it off and no one knows where I am. I did not think about that option. No, they'll totally do that. Or they'll leave it at the house that they you think they're at. And then they'll go with their friends where they're not supposed to be. Oh, my gosh. And I did not know that. So it creates this cat and mouse game where the kid's going to win. Like there is mm. no way for the parent to actually lock that down. And so then there's created all of this mistrust. And then the parent may bust the kid. And now the kid's getting busted for that. And it creates an ugliness that was not on the table before. Again, talk about unintended consequences. And may really be born out of a very healthy wish just for privacy for its own sake, independence for its own sake. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's, this is not one of those things where there's a yes or a no or a clear right or a clear wrong, but it's really about thinking about, actually, you said the magic word, what's the impact on development and what's yeah. the impact on our relationship? Like, is this going to get in your way of development or is this going to foster your development? Is this going to undermine our relationship or is this going to improve our relationship? Oh, that's good, Lisa. That's worth repeating. So it's it's worth asking, is this going to foster our relationship or is it going to undermine our relationship? We've, we've done a podcast before about when a friend uh, was hooking up with an older person and should you your the daughter told the mom about it. Do you now go to the other parent? And and your big takeaway on that podcast was, if you are going to jeopardize your relationship with your kid, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it ratting another kid out for something that you know it just wasn't worth it. If that was the conclusion you came to, but th- you're saying the same is true about tracking. Like if this is going to undermine your relationship, it's not worth that fight. It's not worth that fight. And like, I'll see you and I'll raise you on this, Rena, because the idea behind tracking is that it's how I keep my kids safe. Yeah. The thing that ki- keeps kids safe is working relationships with their parents or other good adults in their lives. And so like, you can't trade, I know where you are for you are willing to ask me for help. Like you can't, those are not equals here. A kid's willingness to be like, okay, I'm at a party. I'm embarrassed to tell you it's actually somewhere I'm not supposed to be, but I want you to come get me because I don't feel safe. That's how you keep kids safe. 
And you can do that with or without tracking. But if a kid is being tracked against their will, Mm -hmm. you may really undermine their willingness to call and ask for that kind of help. Wow. I hadn't hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of why that's so important. And I hadn't thought of I, I honestly before this podcast, I would have just tracked my kid, not told him anything, and figured out that was absolutely fine to do and not have realized the consequences of that as well. Isn't it interesting also that like tracking like because it, it is, it's so natural. You're like, well, it's my kid and my kid, yeah. you know, they're young. They just got a phone. Like, why wouldn't I want to know this, right? Yeah. But it's it just gets to the heart of so many critical factors in raising teenagers, especially like trust and safety and independence and autonomy and communication, right? Like tracking like scoops it all up together. And, and it's a really powerful thing. Okay. So Rena, based on all of this, what would you tell their letter writer? Ooh, wow. You're putting me on the spot. Well, my big takeaway, you have to have a conversation if you're turning it on. And I also think you should have a roadmap if the kid comes to you eventually. Um, I, I would like to have it turned on forever. But at some point, I think senior year, I want them to have that sense of independence that no one's looking over your shoulder. It's just you, right? And I can understand why this yeah. kid at senior year really wants that. And and also I just never want my kid to be the kid that can't cope in college because I have been hovering over, like, you know, we, we said in the previous podcast about I get every online grade pinged to me instantly as soon as it comes on. And you're explaining to me why this is not a good, healthy thing. Like you want them to be able to create that independence and that trust and and come to you and tell you stuff. So so I think there's gotta be a roadmap if your kid is adamant about turning it on. Like, how do we get there? But I'm realizing why, why am I or doing adamant this? about turning it off? Oh, I'm sorry, you know, turning, gets to a point like this boy. Yeah, that's it. it's turning it off is what I meant. But I guess for me, I'm, I'm asking, well, why do I even want it on? And it's more than safety. I'm realizing as a parent, the reason why I would want it on is so I know exactly where they're at at any given moment. And also, I think secretly, are they lying to me? Are they really telling me where they're at? Am I catching them in a lie? And and. I, I think I would be that parent who at the party saw their kid go and their kid probably didn't go inside and played by the rules, but I would lose my mind when they came home and not believe them that they didn't go into the party. It's tricky, Rena, right? I mean, like once yeah. you start to like dig into this, like it gets really tricky. Okay, so I agree with I think, you know, what you're saying, which is, you know, the kid's eighteen, he's asking. I think that idea of a roadmap, like if you say to your kid, I'm tracking you for now, but if this feels, you know, different for you down the line or if you get to a point where you don't want it. We can have that conversation. I love that a lot. And now this kid is here saying, I don't want to do this anymore. If the parent is like, I'm not quite ready, there are some yeah buts that we could add in here. So the parent could say something like, okay, like fair enough. Like you're 18, you're about to be a senior next year in college. And again, parents do track their kids in college. And let's come back to that. You know, next year in college, like you will be really far away from me, presumably. Um, But the parent might say, let's do this. I'm willing to take you off Life 360 if when I text you to check in, you reply, (laughs) because that's the other thing with teenagers, is you can be like, where are you? And if they don't answer, you're like, all right, you're back on Life 360, right? Yeah. Um, Or when are you coming home, right? I mean, there are reasons why adults need to know this. Like, should I make dinner for four or make dinner for two? Like, like what's the plan here, right? Yeah. So if when I text you, you get back to me in a timely fashion, that's that would be fine. And also, 
if I don't have any reason to want it back on, right? Like if you two weeks from now end up in the ER for drinking, you yeah. are back on Life 360, right? I mean, like, right. like that you could have some provisional, you know, like we can try it and the things I'm worried about here's, you know, if they come up, we'll return to it. I think most teenagers would be like, fair enough, mm. fair enough. Mm. And then you can take that as a step without feeling like you've lost all of the parameters that were helping you. Mm-hmm. This kid ultimately wants independence in this letter, right? That's It seems like I shouldn't have mom breathing down and checking out where I am in every given. What do you think in having that conversation is important to tell the, like, what would you tell the parent who just is not ready to give up that control just yet, even though it, it might be time? I think what I would say to the parent is, when you say this is about safety, what's the worry? Like, really name it, you know, and really pushing that parent to name what the fear is. You know, is it that your kid's going to get in a car accident? Is it that your kid's going to get pass out drunk? Is it that, you know, like, and of course, this is terrifying as a parent of a teenager. And this is why being a parent of a teenager is terrifying. Like, Mm -hmm. these things happen. But really facing them directly and then really thinking through where does tracking fall in either preventing that or making it somehow less dangerous for your kid? Mm-hmm. Are there other options? I think it's very easy as a parent of a teenager, and I say this as a parent of teenagers, to be like, no, it's for safety, and and not really drill down on what that means. And I think, you know, then that really does get to the question of like tracking kids in college, right? When, right. when they're not even maybe in town. And I will say, Rena, like, I think that's really tricky. And I Mm -hmm. can picture versions of that story that make sense. But when Mm -hmm. I hear about that, I always think, Mm. but what if your kid doesn't want to spend the night in their own dorm room? Like, let's be honest, right? (laughs) College kids don't always sleep in their designated dorm. (laughs) And like... Do you want to know that and or does your kid want to feel like they have to explain that to you, right? So this boy is not far away from a moment where we might say, okay, kid, you're off the grid or at least off the family grid. And I think that's something we want to keep in mind as kids really get towards the end of high school and certainly into college. Wow. Oh my gosh. Another issue that I would never have thought about to deconstruct in this manner and why it's so important to to have that conversation, have that conversation with them, let them know you're tracking. And I think my takeaway is if they're adamant about doing it, create a roadmap that you feel comfortable to get them to independence. I think that's a beautiful way to say it. So what do you have for us, Lisa, for Parenting to Go? You know, this topic reminds me of something I've heard my really wise colleagues in tech say, which is that there are not technological solutions for relationship problems. Wow. And I think it's a really important like, way to think about our interactions, especially with teenagers, that we can think, well, if I am monitoring their you know, texts enough, then I can, you know, do the kind of guidance I mean to do, or if I can track their location enough, I can keep them safe. And and I just would want any parent who feels like they're moving into a lot of surveillance as a way of trying to help or guide their teenager, I would want that parent to just try to step back a little bit and think, is there a way we could do this in the context of our relationship? Could it be conversations or could it be agreements? as opposed to me supervising so closely through a digital means. I think that's where we want to go if we find ourselves feeling really, really anxious and looking to technology as the solution. Mm. 
technology definitely has an impact on relationships. This is such great advice, Lisa. Thank you so much. And next week, we're going to talk about what do you do when your social life and your teen social lives clash? How do you solve that one? I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Ask Lisa podcast so you get the episodes just as soon as they drop. And send us your questions to asklisa at drlisademore.com. And now a word from our lawyers. The advice provided on this podcast does not constitute or serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment, therapy, or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you have concerns about your child's well-being, consult a physician or mental health professional. If you're looking for additional resources, check out Lisa's website at drlisademore.com. We'll see you next week.